Jumbo, everybody. Shalom, everyone. All the cuties in America. All the cuties in the house. You got Malinstein on the mic. Let's go. Malinstein on the mic. Mal's a nasty gal today. Yeah, and you like my sweater or what? Yeah, it says nasty. She's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> got it from the nasty gal site itself, baby. I like it. That is actually really Thank cute. Thank you. It's very cozy. Wow. How are you doing? How's your day? I am fucking feeling great. It's a happy Sunday over in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's really nice out. It is very lovely out. We're going to have a cute dinner with some of your work friends later. It's I'm finally our, our friends. Our friends. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Correct me when I'm wrong. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm finally going to make an appearance. This is my third <laughs> night in a row having Mexican. I'm going to turn into a tamale. You're living a great life. <laughs> <laughs> queso on your eyeballs, bitch. I literally have been having queso. I'll actually, you know what? Technically four times because I, had, because I had my leftovers for lunch today. So four times in a row. Wow. Mexican. I need to calm down. <laughs> Call you Jimmy Changa. <laughs> is that a fat joke? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> I don't make fat jokes, Christine. <laughs> this is one cute drink. Oh, man. I had this like random thought today because like I got my nails done the other day and my like main nail lady took kind of like a break because she's pregnant. So she had to like be on bed rest for a few months. So while she was gone, I like went to this other girl that works at the same salon just to like fill in. But now my main girl's back and I'm obviously so excited. But then I was like, damn, like I feel bad for the other girl because... My main girl's table is like kitty corner from the other girl's table. So like we made eye contact. I'm like, I'm Ooh. sorry, you were just my side chick for three months. Awkward. <sighs> but she probably expected you yeah. to go back to the OG, right? I or would think so because I've been going. She had you for life now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Oh man. But then again, when my main chick go actually goes into labor and like has her daughter then I'll have to go back to somebody else because she'll be on maternity leave. So it's like, Nina, I love you, but... I'll see you soon, sister. I'll see you soon, but this is my main chick, and you were just my rebound. Side chick. I felt bad. I was like, do you think she feels like the rebound? (laughs) She probably doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Probably not. Do you know what a Sancha is? Yes. Okay, because you told me. I did, huh? But is that the thing that um, people say when you sneeze twice in a row? Oh, um, I don't believe so, unless that's a different, unless that's a term I'm not familiar with. You'll have to ask Serge, I don't know if you're allowed to say his name on the air. Yeah, that's fine. Um, You'll have to ask him because like, sometimes at work I'll sneeze twice and there's this like saying that the back of house says to me and basically what it means is if you sneeze twice in a row, it's like your man's cheating on you or something. Oh, (laughs) bad luck. I haven't heard that. I learned the term Sancho and Sancha through surge and basically it's just a term for like a side shake (laughs) (laughs) so when you're talking about your nail lady (laughs) has your side shake she could be your sancha yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um random note as well i just wanted to give one of our friends a little shout out mariah oh she recently so on my podcast my solo podcast A couple weeks ago, I was talking about the events that took place on January 6th, and I thought I could bring it up here too, just because Mm -hmm. you and I talked about it in our last intro. And she wrote that really nice message to you. Yeah, she wrote a really nice message. It was uh, a lot longer than what I mentioned in my solo episode when I also gave her a shout out, but what I really appreciated about her bringing that to my attention was because I think 
going back and listening to your voice can kind of be an interesting thing because we know ourselves so well. Mm -hmm. And so to me, sometimes when I go back and listen to myself talk in our podcast, sometimes I think I can sound unsure or I get hesitant because I get scared of saying the wrong thing. Uh And you and I had a really great chat about this on Friday Mm -hmm. during our hot date. Mm -hmm. And in my solo episode, I think that day when I recorded it, I was in a sense, speaking out of emotion, which kind of caused me to, yeah, maybe over the microphone that translated and I sounded maybe a little nervous or scared to speak my truth. And basically what she said was to never be afraid that by speaking your truth, you're creating something trivial because your, your voice and your soul is important through your work. And I just really appreciated that because it can be hard sometimes knowing that when you and I are recording stuff Mm -hmm. and you might feel this way too, that whatever we're saying, anybody could hear that and then they could take it however they want and they could take it in the way that wasn't meant to be taken. Yeah. Like out of context. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can just get really caught up in my own head. And I think sometimes when I go back and listen to our episodes to me, because I know myself so well, I feel like I can hear that even in my own voice sounding a little unsure or not confident because I get nervous of hurting somebody's feelings or rubbing somebody the wrong way. And so I just really appreciate her saying that because I'm definitely always trying to be working on that and speaking more my truth and being more confident when I do it and not being afraid. So I love you, Mo, and thank you. You have no idea how much that message meant to me, and I really appreciate you, and we love you. (laughs) We love you, Mo. Shout out to her. She really is just crushing life, and I don't think we shout it out from the rooftops enough. So, Mo. Scream it from the top, baby. You are so fucking amazing, my gal. And we're so proud of you. She's been doing some amazing projects um, when it comes to local art and everything going on in the Denver art scene. So, if you live in the Denver area, you gotta check out some of her shit because it's cool as fuck. Yeah, follow her on Instagram. Her username is at M-I underscore Mogram, which is M-O-E-G-R-A-M. Yeah. Wink face. Wink, wink, turn face, hey. glasses, mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All the emojis. <laughs> All the emojis. Um, okay, what else? Well, this episode that you're going to listen to today has been brought to you by Spiked Cafe. It made my mouth very slippery. Oh, and then I took two shots of vodka, too. You did. Well, actually, in the episode, you said three, so maybe you lost count. I did take three. (laughs) I did take three. I was feeling, like, in the zone. We had a great time And then we really got after it. Afterward. We did. We enjoyed some margaritas from our favorite spot, Mm. Illegal Pete's. I had a really, really, really decadent fish taco. It was so good. Like, crisp and, like, uh, I don't even... It's, like, basic, but it's just so delicious. Oh, I always love a classic fish taco. Well, lucky for you, we're having Mexican again tonight for dinner. More so. tacos. More tacos for you. More single, just one taco. I hate when you get one taco. <laughs> one time, Mal and I went out to eat. And she's like, so what do you usually get here? Like, what's your go-to? And I'm like, a hard shell taco. <laughs> yeah, and a side of rice and beans, which is wonderful. I love a classic, classic <laughs> bean and rye. <laughs> You were so The menu was so huge, and there's all these great options. It's actually where we're going to dinner tonight, and I'm like, you literally come here and get a hard shell talk. I kind of want to get like a seafood moment. Oh my gosh, you you know that big ass rock that they put the seafood in? It's like a rock bowl, and it's like sizzling. Oh, I think I'm unfamiliar, but that sounds nice. I know. Maybe we could look into that. I think it's like a two, it's a tag teamer. Like, I can't just eat it by myself. (laughs) 
okay. We're okay. getting into that for tonight. All right. Wow. Hey. We're tag teaming. I'm excited for tomorrow. It's Monday. I don't know why. I did like a, a fresh re- start. Yeah. Like I did a cute little meditation before you came over and I'm just like feeling really good about life right now and I'm really excited and like I think this week's going to be a good week ahead. So if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Cheers to a great week ahead. We love a good week. (laughs) Okay, so for this week's episode, we got into different topics about slut shaming, sex education, and almost lack of education and conversation happening around sex and body talk as young girls, and also some of our own experiences with being slut shamed and how we can do better as a culture. I had a really good time recording this. Brought back some memories of the past that I had suppressed. (laughs) So This is our open diary, basically. Yeah, this is like 12 and 13-year-old Malenstein coming out. Or it's kind of like a Mm self-reflection. But I think it's a good one. I think it's very relatable. We hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Enjoy this episode. We'll talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. Bye. Coffee has my tongue feeling a little unique. Do you feel like, did you finish it yet? I did. Did the bottom part, like, did the last sip have, like, particles? Yes. I did not experience particles, but I feel How do you like, know what I was talking about then? Because <laughs> you wiggled your fingers at me. <laughs> like, you had particles between your fingers. <laughs> but I do feel like it made the inside of my mouth almost feel slippery. Like, I'm really trying to pronounce my words very clearly right now because it feels like a slip and slide (laughs) inside my mouth. (laughs) Say less. Oh, man. Okay, well, with that being said, have you ever heard of the Slut Sisters? (laughs) I have. I was a huge fan. Same. Should I just jump right in? Let's jump right in. Okay. Well, okay. So I think I want to mention this first is that we are a safe space and we are going to be talking openly and honestly about sex and things like that in the future, in the present, currently. So if you are a younger listener, um, please take what we say with a very large grain of salt, but also just know that like whoever is listening, this can go either way whatever your opinions are, whatever you believe, we are here for it. We're just going to kind of talk about our experiences and what we went through and what we feel. And I think that like you and I are very sex positive people. I think Mm -hmm. we always have been. It's funny because growing up, my, my parents were actually very sex positive and they were not discreet about it which <laughs> I really I know <laughs> which I'm just like you feel like you would always like t- tell me stories yeah which I'm not gonna put my family on blast but all I gotta say is sex positive yes um so it. I think that kind of like even as a kid kind of molded my beliefs I guess I don't know you would call them beliefs or my ideas of what a healthy sex life is that kind of like leads into when as a child, when you grow up and you, like, start to get those, like, sexual feelings, mm-hmm. like, do you remember when you first started feeling, like, that, like... I do. Tingle... You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I have very specific memories. Okay. I don't, I mean, I guess I do too. I don't know. I mean, I do, I have an idea of like the, t- like the age that I was when I started like feeling these things. But at the time you didn't know that they were like sexual feelings. They were just like, yeah, I feel this type of way. And like, I used to call it like, exactly. I used to call it the feeling. Oh. that I liked to get, not knowing exactly what that was or okay. what was happening Okay, with so my body. for you, what, like, what age was that for you? It was kind of young. I was honestly probably 11 slash 12. I think I was a little bit younger when I, oh. I think I was maybe like eight. Bust down. <laughs> Your girl's a Tatiana. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Why, I think it was like feel like you remember... Eight. Well, that's a good point, too, because I remember, like, when you're watching movies growing up, I remember this scene particularly in oh Austin my Powers when they're in a hot tub, and I think she just says something about her vagina, and I remember feeling oh. so not awkward. I don't know, but that was before I was 11 or 12, because I was watching it with my dad and my little brother. Yeah. So... I bet the curio- I know the curiosity started. Well, actually, yeah, the curiosity started definitely before I was eleven or twelve. But when I started experiencing those feelings, which could also be known as an orgasm, <laughs> I yeah. but I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. Well, of course not. Like, I, for the record, I did not lose my virginity at that age. But you know, you just are experimenting on your own with yourself. Right. And I just used to call it the feeling because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. But I liked the way that it felt. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. I remember my mom has told me before, and as an adult, it's, like, cringy. <laughs> but, like, she's told me, she was like, yeah, like, when you were a kid, like, we caught you, like, doing things. They caught you? And I was like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> and, like. Riding the corner of your bed? yes or like the fucking couch like yep you know the arm of the couch couch. (laughs) oh trust we know what that is here did we all have the same fucking childhood i don't even know but that's actually pretty funny because it's like you don't realize how early on things like that like feelings like that develop in a in a human and so like yeah like you like you said like you experienced at an early age so did i and then of course, like, we didn't tell our parents at the time because, like, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. Well, and also, too, I I didn't come from a family that really ever talked about sex. Mm-hmm. You and I were just talking about this before we started recording, but – and that's something we'll get into when it comes to the term, like, slut-shaming or making women feel humiliated or yeah. shamed for – having sexual desires and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things i yeah i didn't come from a family who we just didn't talk about it ever and so going back to your point about yeah these us as kids figuring ourselves out and like these things it's like how i just knew it was a feeling i liked Mm -hmm. but i didn't know what it was called because i wasn't ever talked to about it and then growing up in school what they just told us not to have sex really is what like i remember seriously i think um the only thing i remember which i think our school was one of the schools that didn't actually do this but like you know how like a lot of times um high schools or like middle schools have the class where they like 
have the students put the condom on a banana <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. But we never did that. Did you? No. I didn't. Even, not. Yeah. I was going to say, I know we didn't because we went to the same school, but. I don't even feel like. Remember in Mean Girls, they like pass out the condoms after. We didn't like, even do that. Yeah. Don't have sex. So you like, will get chlamydia and, and you, you will, will die. die. And then he was like, here, everybody take some condoms. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we ever had condoms passed out to us. Yeah. Or... And I mean, like in middle school, I remember in seventh grade or eighth grade, um, one of the projects I had to do for health class was you had to, everybody was assigned an STD and you had to like make a like project about it in proper steen form i waited till the night before to do the entire fucking project yeah. i don't even remember what my std was but either way i was like literally spitting out googled facts about this std but it's like how can a seventh grader or eighth grader talk about an std when i don't even know exactly how sex works when i don't even know how to at the time i probably didn't really know what a condom was and so it's like, how are you expecting these kids to be educated on STDs when you're not educating them on even like practicing safe sex in the first place? That is so wild that you had to do that in middle school because we went to the same middle school, but, but we I didn't know have we the same teacher. Yeah. I don't remember doing anything like that. My memory just might not be remembering it in this moment, but yeah. How are you supposed to, and why would they, that seems like a really weird thing to make kids that age do like I think it's really important to be talking about it in class and how you can contract those types of things but to make everybody or to assign everybody a certain STD and then you have to just talk about it it was so weird what what the fuck you're talking about right and now that I'm thinking back my mom was scary too probably my mom was probably like what are you doing and I was like I have to write about (laughs) chlamydia like I think maybe I had That's syphilis. Wild. I don't fucking know. Honestly, I don't even remember. I just remember that I just did it all in one night. I was up till like three in the morning and then I was like, this is my project. But I think it's kind of funny because, like I said, at that age, we didn't properly know what having sex, safe sex was, what the prerequisites were, things like that. Yet, we were also at an age where people were calling each other sluts and they were. all that kind of stuff. They were. I... And one of them. <laughs> I was the chosen one. <laughs> the yes. chosen slut. Yes. In middle school, in seventh grade, my best friend and I at the time, when... It was me, but she didn't know it yet. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Way to keep me on my toes. <laughs> I remember in middle school, my friend and I at the time, we, we definitely... I don't feel like we even dressed that promiscuous or sexy or sexual (laughs) i mean but we did wear the one thing i remember for sure is we wore a lot of makeup because we were just getting into how to do our makeup we wore like heavy thick eyeliner and i remember getting called yeah we both got called sluts by eighth grade girls and we weren't even doing we didn't even whatever slut even means to anybody we weren't doing like we weren't behaving in a way It just, I think, honestly, looking back, it was because of the way that we looked, Mm -hmm. which that is something I read where this term, the way people use it, it could just be about a lot of those things as a woman or a young girl, like depending on how you look or if you're flirtatious or people know about your sexual history and all those things, people find reasons to use that term. And so looking back, yeah, I'm guessing it was because of the way her and I looked and the way we chose to do our makeup and some of the clothes we would wear. 
I think some of the older girls didn't like it, but we did have one friend who was in eighth grade and she kind of got like a bad rep for whatever reason. And we were pretty close with her. And so she kind of just flipped it around and like made it a funny thing. And she would call us three, the slut sisters. <laughs> and I love we it. Just Embrace kind it. Of like rolled with it. And I remember my older sister found out though, my actual older sister. And <laughs> she was, I think she was pretty terrified. <laughs> Less than impressed. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why are you glorifying being a slut? Right. Even though. But the, you know what I think is cool though is like, because you actually weren't sluts, like or and even if you were, like, who fucking cares? I mean, it's different now. We are a lot more grown and things are different right now. But at the time, I thought that that's, like, a very, like, progressive move for her to be like, you know what? Let's just embrace it. Like, we're the right. slut sisters. Slut sisters. Like, fuck these kids. Like, if they're going to call us this, like, whatever, we'll take it. Right. But I'm sure your sister, your actual sister's probably just like, why? I know. Well, and to me, I didn't really ever... I I never really took it in a negative way. Like, I don't feel like, to my knowledge, it negatively affected my life or the way I felt about myself. Yeah, because you just knew deep down, like, it was a joke. Right. And honestly, like, who does really, like, I wouldn't even know what a slut really meant in seventh grade. Like, to me, a slut was like, oh, my God, you got finger banged on the school bus (laughs) last week, like, or something, you know? like school bus. I mean, not not me. Dirty. (laughs) I always sat in the front. I was Of course you did. With your cello. (laughs) (laughs) I played the violin, bitch. That's very elegant. (laughs) And apparently you also ice skated while you played it. I did ice skate. My mom has proof. Show it to me. I have certificates. Mal doesn't believe I was an ice skater at one point in my life, and I really was. Because she has said it since we have been friends, and I've never seen the proof. <laughs> All right. Anywho. Me, whatever. We digress. Neither here nor there. Oh, I will show you. Hit me on the ice, brother. Anyway, talking about that and like how you guys like embraced it, but you guys actually weren't sluts. I feel like for me, because I came, like I said, um, I came from a pretty like... I don't want, I don't know. It wasn't an open, open environment, but like if my parents and I would watch a movie and there's a sex scene, like they wouldn't be like, oh my God, go to another room. Or cover your eyes. My mom has made me do that a couple times when I was little. It was just like, it's a sex scene, whatever. So I, I kind of had this idea of like how sex was at the time, but I was also still just like a very conservative, like young girl until eighth grade. And then when Mal and I became friends and we started to, oh. <laughs> I got my highlights and I was like, let's, <laughs> let's go. I, okay, great. It but then a wonderful impact on you. <laughs> but then I think about like going into high school and I remember, I'm trying to think like, cause middle school is one thing, but when you get into high school, you are dealing with, as a freshman, you're dealing with 15, 16 year olds, but then you also have 17 and 18 year olds that are, I mean, think about when you're a freshman versus when you're a senior, right? You walk into the building and there are people that are, you know, in a sense, years above you and they looked so grown and they looked so grown and they looked so like in touch with reality and adulthood. Mm -hmm. And here I am, here are we being little tiny freshmen and we're like, where's my locker? Like, you know, how do Check I get out my hemp necklace? Yeah, like sick hemp, brother. <laughs> and it's like, so then you start getting to know these older people, depending on who you hang out with. And then you see people who are like starting to date me, boyfriend and girlfriend. And I think, I don't know exactly when it was for me, but I do remember that after freshman year, pretty much based on who we were hanging out with at the time, um, and then moving forward to who we started hanging out with, I was very eager 
to lose my virginity, to be promiscuous, if you will. I don't know why. Like, I just wanted that. I don't know. I, I thought maybe it'd make me be cooler or whatever it is. And fast forward, for me, like, I was 15 when I lost my virginity. Same. And a lot of times people are like, well, you know, if you want to lose it when you feel comfortable with someone or when you love someone or whatever it is. But honestly, like, I openly, honestly, I wanted it to happen when I was 15. The person I lost it to, I was like, I want you to be my first. Fortunately, I was his first too, so it was, like, a little bit special, I guess. Oh, um, romantic. But, like, I wanted it. Like, I almost planned it, if you will. And that's the thing. But it's, like, you kind of wonder, is it because we were, or at least for me, I was so not a slut sister in middle school <laughs> that I wanted to be a slut sister in high school? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But either way... Yeah, I mean, I lost my virginity at an early age, which my mom doesn't know. Well, I think, too, because our (laughs) friendship started in middle school, and I was already kind of a woman of my own. Mm -hmm. And meeting you, you were more a little reserved. Yeah. And I guess, quote-unquote, more of a good girl. Yeah. And I was just kind of a wild child. Like I said, yeah, I wasn't behaving in these promiscuous ways but people just assume because of the way me and my friend looked that we did and we were just like whatever and so yeah I think it makes sense because watching you kind of evolve from middle school to high school I think you started to let more of your wild side come out can I interrupt you for one second yeah I just remembered I had a complete flashback I know the exact moment where I decided I was gonna slut it up (laughs) let us know (laughs) do you remember Eighth grade year, we had a friend, she had a birthday, and we played spin the bottle. I was literally just thinking about that when okay. you got middle school earlier. Okay, so. Yes, I remember. She had like a boy-girl birthday party, mm-hmm. and we were sitting in the basement, and we were about to play spin the bottle, but her little sister kept coming down and like bugging us and just like being annoying. And I remember I wasn't really like down to play spin the bottle. You weren't. I definitely wasn't. I yeah. Remember. Yeah, I wasn't down. You're scared. I was so scared. And then so then the fucking crew was like, "Well, you should just go play with the little sister upstairs that way she won't come down here." Oh. And I remember for like a few minutes like I literally went upstairs and played with her little sister and then I was like, "You know what? Fuck this." I'm not the one that's playing with the little sister. I'm the one that's downstairs playing spin the bottle. (laughs) Oh, my God. I Okay, for one, that kind of makes me sad because it's like a scene out of a movie. But they were like, go upstairs if you're not going to kiss anybody. Literally. Because they were like, if you're down. Yeah, because they were like, if you're not going to play, then like you should just go upstairs because then that way the little sister won't keep coming downstairs and like ruin it. And I was like, tell on us. So I was like, yeah, for sure. And then I was like sitting there playing Polly goddamn pocket. And I was like, nah, (laughs) this is not the life I'm living. This is not my journey, bitch. Truly. Let me wet these lips. Where's my lip smacker? Exactly. Like grab that fucking strawberry sparkle and whip it on because. Cappuccino flavored. Cappuccino lip lights. Ooh, I wore the shit out of that. So, <laughs> and so actually that was my turning point. I was like, I don't ever want to be the quote unquote prude that gets sent upstairs to keep the baby sister occupied. And the thing is, is I will say if that is how you feel, if you don't ever want to feel pressured to do anything. And like, it wasn't because I felt pressure because clearly You're I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't pressured to play. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not going to play. Like I don't want to play. But then when I realized I was like, wait a second, my feeling of not wanting 
to be the babysitter overrode the feeling of not wanting to play spin the bottle. And so then I was like, what are you so afraid of? Get in there. You're young. You're having a good time. Everyone's having fun. I yeah. love that you have a specific moment where you remember. That is so like, funny. No. I suppressed that for a while. And here we go. I Yeah, I definitely remember that birthday party. And I was thinking about it when you first brought up middle school. And actually, yeah, going back to middle school. But it also happened in high school, too. So as I was reading about this term slut shaming in different articles, and it said things like a third of middle school and high schoolers have said that they have experienced it in some way or another. And I can only imagine how much worse it is being um, in this era now with social media. But back then, we didn't have that. But also it was saying how the dress code in schools can go yes. in, in, a, in a way it can be looked at as making girls feel some type of way about their bodies and the way they're dressed. And I remember, I don't even feel like I wore anything that crazy. I just wore shirts did that I. showed a tiny bit of my midriff, which was a no-no. And then there was the skirt and short rule. And who Ooh. knows, like your shoulders weren't supposed to show. So right. I was just thinking about those things too, because I definitely would get in trouble a lot for my clothing as a young girl. Mm -hmm. And I remember it got to a point where my mom, this was freshman year of high school. My mom told them to stop calling her at work because they would make me go home and change or she would have yeah. to bring me something for just a t-shirt that was maybe a little short. I don't know what the rules are nowadays, but back then that was like one of the rules. And my mom told them to stop calling her. She was like, I see what she wears. Like, leave me alone. I'm at work. She's fine. Get right, over like, it. Move on. And it's also <laughs> like, why don't you tell the little boys that are getting so riled up about it to calm the fuck down? Like, exactly. Why, like, why are you training your sons or your daughters or whoever to react in a way when they see people dressed a certain way at that age? Like, not going to lie, as an adult, if I see a fine-ass man right. wearing some cute-ass shit, I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> but we're adults, and we have respect. But, like, as a kid, it's like, why should me wearing a cute skirt or, like, a strip of my midriff is showing? A strip, not a crop top. Yeah, like, a tiny, like, honestly, it covers, but, like, if you were to lift your arms, like, you would yeah. see your midriff, and then it's like... And I think that was one of the rules, like, if you raise your hand or something, yeah. does your shirt come up, or just ridiculous kinds of rules, and I like that you brought up the thing about boys, because... I think instills in the girls that it's like almost their fault or it's our fault for them, them reacting their like feelings that. and like whatever reaction it causes them to feel by seeing us wear a certain thing. So we should cover up um, just to make them feel comfortable. For them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sorry. I mean, and we didn't know this. It was like the fucking early 2000s. Like now that we're adults and now that we know better and we're learning, of course, it's like, yeah, like why should the way I dress affect how you are. Like, I'm sorry if you're such a horn dog that <laughs> if you see a strip of my hip, you're getting all fucking hot and bothered. <laughs> it's not my fault. Like, <laughs> a strip of my hip. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of t-shirts, though, do you remember that um, that Abercrombie & Fitch t-shirt that I had? That you gave me? Yeah. So I was one of the, I think, the last calls... They gave to my mom. Yeah. And she was so, like, knock it the fuck off. I don't care. Yeah. So I had Tell this shirt. Tell them what it looks like. I had this really cute t-shirt from Abercrombie and Fitch. It was like $45. Um, oh God, but it was a picture of this man, this like 
boy or he was a man yeah kind of a um, cartoon almost, yeah it was like, like a silhouette it was like a body. it was like a caricature of a man in yeah. a speedo and it said pimp this ride <laughs> and i fucking love that shirt and that then eventually i got rid of it and i gave it to mal and then yeah like we both rocked it but like did you get in trouble when you wore it i can't remember i don't think so but i know you did i remember it was freshman year that i wore it at the the freshman academy is that what it was called oh yeah when we had to go there for to, like that other buildings yeah i remember i got pulled out of class because of that shirt but i'm pretty sure it was either that shirt or one time i got in trouble for a hemp necklace with a heineken bottle cap in the middle yes. of it it was one or the other that was like the last call really though that they made to my mom where she was like Dude, let it go. <laughs> Seriously. Because we were, it's not like we were dressing so crazy. I think, of course, when it comes to guidelines and what is kind of respectful to wear in a school environment, there are for sure boundaries I think you should have with it. But the shit that we would get in trouble for is so laughable. It's like, okay, <laughs> a strip of my hip. Well, and then think of it, think of this. It's like anything that you encounter at school especially now with kids in high school they see 10 to 20 times more or worse or more explicit on fucking tiktok on instagram all over the internet so it's like you guys can we just chill out and even back then like and i say that as if it was so far like so far long ago but it Mm -hmm. really wasn't but it's like we still had myspace we had the internet we saw things online it almost with the whole dress code thing and how it instills this thought into young girls' minds or women's minds that it's our fault for making boys feel some type of way and that they can't control themselves. I think that also goes in line with double standards and yes, when it comes to slut shaming and how we all know how guys are treated for being quote unquote a baller player and they hook up with however many women they want and mm-hmm. they get high fived. And then as women, if people are aware of your sexual activity or how many partners you've had or are in your dating life, whatever it is, then of course you're looked at as quote unquote a slut right? or that you are behaving in such a way that is like looked down upon and you should be ashamed and all these things. But then too, this is not my experience, but I've heard people say this before, guys will shame women for maybe having a high body count, Mm -hmm. however many partners they've had, but then they want you to be experienced by the time you're with them. So it like, that's never been my experience, but like I've heard people share their experiences that deal with that. I love that you just said that because literally just last night or two nights ago, I was having a talk with somebody at work. He was saying, so he was like, yeah, I was like fucking around with like a a bunch of like younger girls like in my past he's like and then i was just over it like i'm so sick of these girls like that just don't know what they're doing and i'm like well first of all you're telling me that you're fucking with these 19 year olds 19 20 year olds and you're like in your late 20s i was like what do you expect them to know if they didn't know what they were doing you'd be like clearly you've been around excuse me saying (laughs) well and so like and then like that actually brings up you know like does the does your body count does your amount of people that you've slept with define you absolutely not like no sir i've had some heinous times <laughs> let's be honest we i don't even want to count these people but you know what oh Sometimes my god i, I know to. those experiences with 
certain people or certain nights and you're like, I, mm, my memory doesn't remember that. We're just going to block it out. That was Patricia. Yeah. Right. That was Patricia who partook in that. (laughs) But I mean, ultimately, yes. And it's like, you know, like, do you keep a list? I do. Mm -hmm. I have to actually keep a physical list because she has that shit locked in her phone. And because sometimes I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. So I need like an actual list because if I don't keep track, I mean, it doesn't matter if I keep track or not because at the end of the day, the number doesn't matter. It's just funny to know. I do keep a list. I'm sure most people do. Some people probably do it mentally, but I don't. I just keep it on a locked note in my phone. I love that. (laughs) But I remember there was a time. It was eighth grade. He was like my boyfriend. Him and like his friends would always be like staring at me. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, why do you keep looking at me? What is going on? And at the time I was in a dance class with a girl that also knew him. She, I think maybe was dating him or I don't fucking know, whatever. At this point in time, her and I and him end up on this three-way phone call because (laughs) three-way phone calls. I feel scared. (laughs) So anyway, we're on this three-way phone call and something is brought up and I'm like, yo, why do you and your homies keep like staring and pointing and like kind of laughing? Like whenever you look at me in class, like it makes me feel weird. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's nothing. And he like starts laughing. I'm like, just tell me. He's like, it's nothing. And I'm like, just tell me. And he's like, okay, fine. You're, you're always nipping out in class. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What the fuck, dude? Team cut class. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. Second of all, Whoa. these nipples are delicious. <laughs> and third of all, are you so immature that you have to just laugh and giggle and point about it every fucking time I see you in home or whatever the fucking class was that called? Um, Let's talk about your little nipples and your wife feeder, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like, oh, it was tech ed. Oh, God. I was like, you. first of all, why are you so <laughs> preoccupied? I was like, clearly you want these nipples, but whatever. Like I said, yeah, I don't really have that many experiences with getting treated a certain type of way or being called names in high school. It only really happened like in middle school, but yeah, who's to say it could have definitely been happening behind closed doors and boys talk. And a lot of those boys could have been friends. Like who knows? But yeah, to my knowledge, it's whatever to happen. And if we didn't specify this already, of course we never just slut shaming to begin with is never okay. There's no excuse for it ever because just like men, women have, these desires young girls have these desires and we're curious just like guys and so when it comes to the double standard there absolutely shouldn't be one but unfortunately there is and I'm sure we've all dealt with it in little ways or whatever oh yeah the one moment that I've dealt with it as an adult which is just so laughable and weird oh yeah was last summer with my ex-boyfriend and it was actually one of the last times I saw him and he had been drinking, well, we had both been drinking, and somehow the topic of us going to shows got brought up, and somehow some of like the outfits I would wear, 
got brought up and he was being lighthearted about it, but it was still a weird comment to me to make. And I just kind of brushed it off because I already knew we were breaking up. He didn't know. But anyways, <laughs> um, he said that I dress kind of slutty sometimes. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know what you're doing. Basically, that was it. The conversation. I mean, a little more was said and it didn't upset me or make me mad because he was just weird. So I just like brush it off. I don't know. It's almost like he was uncomfortable with the way, way you dressed. I looked or making myself feel good about myself wearing certain outfits. Right. And it's like, you know what? I do know what I'm doing. I'm making myself feel good and yeah, I'm going to enjoy anybody else. what I like. Like, I'm sorry that you can't keep it in your pants, <laughs> right. but I'm having a good time. Else is looking at me yeah, it's in like, that and way. I know I look cute. And if that bothers you, then that's a you problem, not a me problem. Because right. I like the way I look. I look good. My fucking coochie lips aren't spread, <laughs> so I don't see what the problem is. Like They ain't popping. Yeah, like, chill out. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I think, I feel like a lot of times, like, slut is considered, like, a negative term or, like, a derogatory word. But honestly, like, I embrace it, and I'm not saying I am a slut, but, like, what is wrong with being a slut? And what even defines a slut? Exactly. And honestly, like, if you want to go out and do your thing and hook up with whoever you want every single night of the day... I love that for you. Also, if you want to stay inside and don't hook up with anybody for the next three months, I love it for you too. In the um, category of slut shaming, I have never had an experience of that, but I have had an experience of like a reverse slut shame. Oh, okay. Um, I went on a hike with a couple friends last summer and we were talking about partners and just like fun stories etc etc and we were talking about body count and I was like oh this is my number and they looked at me and they were like "Ah, child's play (laughs) and I was like I'm sorry what and then they told me their numbers and they were like keep up sis and I was like holy shit like I thought that my number it is significant not that it matters but whatever my number is my number And I was like, okay, like, a lot of people think it's kind of high. But then I was talking to these two, and bless their hearts, I love them to death. But I was like, oh, they're like, step your pussy up, bitch. I was like, oh. Keep up, goddamn. I was like, oh, okay. That's so funny. I've never even thought about it going in the reverse. Going back to that feeling of eighth grade at that party where everyone was playing spin the bottle, and they were like, well, you are prudes, so you have to go babysit. So it kind of was like, a more like upgraded version where they're just like, girl, go get some more because you got to fucking play the game. And I'm like, I was surprised at the fact because I was like, wow, I mean, I know everyone's number is different. Okay. You've been dry as the Sahara Desert. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess I haven't been as active as I thought. Time to explore the ocean. And then I made a joke. I was like, okay. I was like, this next year of my life, I'm just going in. And then hey. LOL, I have a boyfriend now. So. <laughs> Hey, you're still. Go- you're I still mean, I'm going still going in. in. Yeah. But uh... we have boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's time to let the people know. I think we've been like dangling that for a minute. I know. Well, because I know we mentioned this in one of the episodes <laughs> where. It just happened so quickly, and it was literally right after we had made an episode about dating, and oh, just yeah. people are silly, and we're like, <laughs> don't really talk to us, but maybe we'll hang out, 
And then right after that, all of a sudden, we just met these great matches. And then the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. I'm dead. <laughs> the whole reason why we kind of wanted to talk about this is just like our own personal experience. But also, if you've made it this far, you know, practice safe sex. Get tested regularly. If you're in a situation where you are having sex on a regular basis, use condoms, birth control, all the safe things. Because, yes, having sex is great, but you also want to be safe and take care of yourself, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul. So if we didn't mention that earlier, we are very much advocates for the practice of safe sex, staying knowledgeable, staying up to date. And yes, we are very much advocates for practicing all the safe things, keeping up on the hygiene too, to prevent things from getting a little questionable mm-hmm. with your body parts. Mm-hmm. I yeah, hope that they will a be a sponsor wash. for us one day, but Honey Pot. Oh my God, that's... <sighs> it is... Isn't it a lifesaver? It really is. If you're a woman listening, which I'm sure the majority of our listeners are women. Right. Um, I do know of a few boys that listen, though. A couple. Have a good wash. Don't put anything inside of your vagina that you don't know. I remember a time when I was a little bit younger, I tried using this, like, pH balancing. It's called Refresh, and it was this, like, gel that you, like, squeezed inside of you, and it was supposed to, like, level you out. Like a douche? Kind of, but it was just a gel. I think I know exactly I what went, you're talking and about. And I remember shortly after that, I went to the doctor and she was like, don't ever put anything inside of your vagina like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Like your body knows itself. It will clean itself out. Yeah, like a little exterior wash is great, but do not ever put anything inside your body like that, you know? And I was like, okay, duly noted. Ooh, lesson learned. Yeah, I remember a couple times in my early 20s using a douche if that's what they're still called or if, i don't know if that's like an old is that even term. a thing anymore like, and i don't even remember what is it supposed to do is it just supposed to give you an extra clean i'm not sure but no more of that honeypot is the jam it's ugh, so good so it's good very clean they're not sponsoring us yet but one day <laughs> when she does because it is a owned by a very magnificent woman we will be here to talk about we will it we'll be here And yeah, to wrap some of this up, I do think one of my thoughts with this whole topic of slut shaming or making women feel bad for having sexual desires, I think that maybe it could be prevented if I think it stems from the way you grow up and your parents and Mm -hmm. how they talk to you about sex because when it's happening to middle school kids and high school kids, I mean, your parents can only do so much for you. And like the parents were having maybe more so open dialogue with their children about just sex in general. And yeah. like, yeah, you're going to start feeling these feelings. And so are women. And that's normal. And it's normal for girls to do this and this. And it's okay if girls are expressing themselves with their outfits. And that right. doesn't mean that just because they're dressing a certain way that they... I don't know anything right and so I think yeah if the dialogue was a little bit more open because I mentioned at the beginning I just didn't come from a family whoever talked about it but I don't I mean I've never I guess been out there shaming people for their sex lives probably because I've always been kind of yeah sex positive person so that was just a random thought that I had about it no I like it that's the thing too it's like go out there whatever you feel comfortable with too if you genuinely don't feel the desire to do anything sexual that is totally okay um and same goes on the opposite end of the spectrum if you want to go out and hook up with somebody new every single night of the week i fucking applaud you and also get it girl get a costco sized 
fucking condom because you don't need them, sister. Either yeah. way, I'm proud of you. I think it's great. And I think that like Mal and I, which we'll talk more about the fun, exciting parts of sex in a later episode, but yes, we will. I think we both agreed. We talked a little bit earlier about how as adults and we are becoming a lot more comfortable in like our sexual desires and we're like really stepping in and honing in on our inner mm. sexual goddesses that it's like exciting and especially now that like we are in relationships so we can do those types of things i mean you can do them with whoever but i think because we are in relationships where we trust this the person that we're with we can go beyond what's quote-unquote normal for people to have i don't know i just like to get i just i'm ready to get fucking weird and i like (laughs) yeah we're gonna do a great episode on more of that topic but i'm happy that you just ended it saying quote-unquote on what's normal because for this episode i thought it would be great if we did a a little segment right now where we kind of leave just some tangible tips that i took from an article last night and i will link we will link the article in our show notes for you guys. Yay! And it kind of goes with one of the things you were saying. So basically this article was um, basically about changing our culture is to change our own behavior. And that way we can model the type of behavior we want to see in an ideal world. And a world where we've done away with slut shaming. And then others can follow our lead. So this article was saying that almost all of us have done it at some point because it's almost been a normal thing in our culture and to the point that many of us don't even notice it. And so these are some of the examples that you might not even realize that you are in a sense slut shaming somebody. And the first one is blaming a girl if somebody spreads a stolen nude photo of her. So with these situations, I mean, I've definitely partaken in sending pictures of myself to same of course i love a fire so many of us have it's just like a fun way to keep things exciting if you're feeling yourself expressing yourself so in a situation where a photo were to get stolen and then people are seeing it across the internet and it's almost like the girl's getting blamed for it like it's her fault where yeah it's foolish to maybe trust somebody with a naked photo of themselves but the motivation behind it wasn't to have that happen and it was to please the person that she's sending it to and they were just basically saying it kind of comes down to control with the man in this position that once he had the naked photo of her then he almost feels like he could control it because I've never experienced this myself but then it can be used against you because they have this thing of you on their phone that you would hate if it got spread around uh-huh. and then if it does get spread around look what is said about the person in the photo or the video yep. it's their fault and like oh I can't believe they would do that in the first place it's like shut the fuck up <laughs> right we all have I mean maybe not all of us but I will speak for myself yeah I have sent stuff to the person that I'm dating you person. trust yeah that's all it is and it's not because you expect them and at the end of the day shared with anybody outside of just that one person right and at the end of the day if that person chooses to share it publicly that's on them and that just shows how shitty of a character they have so i'm not sorry for showing off my body if i look cute i'm not sorry if the person who i send it to decides to openly share it and choose to just be a lesser human and make me or the person in question look like a slut or a whore whatever it is somebody out there is sharing something of yours that is so personal without your consent then who is really in the wrong? You for sending it or the person who's sharing, sharing it? Okay, the other one, which was one of the things you had just brought up about what's normal, quote unquote. This one says, 
again, the article is talking about how you might be behaving in a way that you don't even realize is shaming somebody for certain things when it comes to the sexual world. Mm -hmm. And this one is mocking somebody else's sexual practices because to you they're weird. Mm -hmm. And Oh, yeah. that Another um, kink shaming is yes. what they call it. Oh, yep. Thank you. Yeah. I like that term. <laughs> but if somebody is comfortable enough around you to share what turns them on, be a good enough friend not to shame them for it. Usually, though, we hear about other people's weird sex stuff through the grapevine in the form of gossip. Rumors, as most of us know from experience, are never almost true in the first place. But here's the thing. Even if the rumor is true, then how do you actually... What is normal, basically? What defines right. normal when it comes to what you enjoy and what others enjoy? And I think, too, um, that's why a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, I found out that this person is into this. Like, I can't believe it. But it's like, because there was already this like facade of feeling shameful about it so of course they're not going to share it with you and then you find out about it and you're shocked and you're like i had no idea it's like because you didn't give them the proper environment to share it with you because they felt like you were going to judge them or they felt like they you would think that they were weird so then at that point it's like well yeah you're surprised because you didn't give them a safe space to express who they are and safe space is really what it comes down to you know of course we all have things that we think are pleasurable but also things that we're not into and that we might think is weird but yeah it's never right to make somebody feel some type of way about what they're into just because it might not be enjoyable for you right there is this really great sex therapist slash like influencer youtuber girl that i follow her name is shan boudram i think is how you pronounce her last name she'll be a guest on our podcast one day and manifesting that can't wait um but she has a saying that says don't yuck my yum and oh i've heard that yeah it's like just because you don't like it doesn't mean you have to make me feel bad for liking it and i love don't that like because you. it's like yeah like dude i don't like onions <laughs> don't at me don't slip them into your cheese pizza <laughs> don't hide them under cheese when i order a hot za but that's not the point but yeah so it's like don't yuck my yum so yeah i think that goes with the whole like king shaming but also not making others feel weird for what they may like and you may not be used to or you just are into yourself okay so this one says assuming a girl is only dressing up to impress guys false which is yeah now that i think about it it goes with the dress code thing from middle school high school but also with homeboy last year that i dated that was feeling awkward or uncomfortable about my clothing right. for whatever reason. But it says, so to assume a girl is only dressing up to impress guys when we are using clothes to express our own personalities. And if somebody thinks the only reason for a girl to dress up is for the enjoyment of guys, that person is basically saying that the, that the primary function for female bodies is to be pleasing men and that our self-expression only matters if it matters to men. This isn't true for the girl you're slut-shaming, and it isn't true for you either. Retweet. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like when I'm picking out an outfit, let's say for a night going out or for a show, mm -hmm. I'm truly not in my mind putting on this cute bodysuit or something with a little more cleavage because I hope that boys look at me or men look at me. It's because it makes me feel fucking good. And right. it feels good to feel good in your clothes. To be very honest, it's mostly to stunt on other hoes. Like, I don't care about the men. I want these other right. ladies out here being like, damn, girl, like, you look so good. Or whatever it is. Like, 
let's be real we dress up for each other yes and like, i've heard that before <laughs> women like people think yeah we're dressing up for men but no women actually really dress up for other women yeah because it's like if you see a beautiful girl and you're like girl i love that dress and then she's like thank you it has pockets and then she's like target and you're like fuck yeah target and then you go to target and then you get something else and it's like that's the hype it's like i don't if I wore a cute-ass outfit and a boy was like, you look hot, I'd be like, sick, thanks. Right. But if I dressed hot and a girl was like, you look so amazing, I'd be like, this is where I got it. Go get yourself That's a same thing. That's always my go-to response. It's on sale. Like, I bought it here. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll tell them the timeline of when I bought it. It's like you can literally get it online. Get it Do you want a promo code? I got a coupon. Like, Oh, a coop. <laughs> we love hot coops. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Okay, so the last one we will leave you guys with is not speaking up for each other. And so the guy who slut shames girls for hooking up on the first date is the same guy trying to get girls to do it. And if we don't speak up for other girls and women, that guy will think that slut shaming is okay. Speaking up means you risk being turned against either as a slut or an angry feminist, but you also might get a productive conversation out of it. And our silence is often taken as agreement. So we need to break that silence. And at the very least, that guy won't be able to keep believing that everyone feels the same way he does. True. I love that too. Sisterhood before Miss Dicksterhood. I was going to say Dickerhood. I was like, That's <laughs> such a weird word. Yeah, I was like, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I am also thankful that we live in a generation now where women and men equally, for the most part, I think, um, support each other regardless whether it be having sex, not having sex, being very exuberant and out there about who you are and what you want, or even people who are a little bit more reserved and they just keep that to themselves, that's okay too. And I just love that we are in a place where, especially you and I, we surround ourselves with people that support us and our beliefs and vice versa regardless. So I know. I think when I think about our friend group, well, our many different friend groups, Mm -hmm. I feel like talking about sex or being open about hooking up or anything like that has always been a topic of conversation and it's never we've always been so open about it and so I guess I do feel very lucky that we have very safe places to talk about those things Mm -hmm. and if you are somebody listening who maybe doesn't feel like you have that support or group of friends to talk to about it you always have seen and I yeah love to talk about this kind of stuff and we'll be like your big sisters yeah big sisters slut sisters big slut sisters and I do think in our age group I think like does slut shaming even happen with people our age or are we so adult now that I don't know honestly I don't know I think I think not because like I said, our generation is so accepting and understanding that regardless of however you choose to live your life, we're just like, we're here for it. We love yeah. it. Well, we love now to see thinking it. about it too, us doing this conversation on a podcast and so many of the podcasts we listen to where sex is a very open conversation now. So I think it allows us to feel more comfortable and open yeah. about talking about it and knowing that our desires are fine. It is good to have these open, honest conversations and whatever you feel and whatever you are comfortable with, I think is great. We love that for you. We love that for you. <laughs> okay. What else? Is any is anything else you want to talk about? I think um, that about covers it on my end. I'm feeling really great about Me this. Me too. I think this was a good chat um, kind of just to like bring it all back full circle. Like we said, Um, we are just big advocates for practicing safe sex, being 
knowledgeable and educated in what you're doing. And anything and everything that you choose to do or not do is wonderful. And we're here for it. We support you. We support each other. And we look forward to talking more about this kind of stuff in the future. Cannot wait, Mistine. Yes. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at one cute drink. I am Christine underscore moi. And I'm at Music with Mal. And please follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because you love us and we love you. God damn it. Hot diggity darn. Have a great ass night. Oh, have a good night. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>